Hello. <coughs> Everybody. <laughs> Hi, everyone. <laughs> you just couldn't let me do that, could you? I was going to hold it for as long as I could. Yeah. Overachiever, you. Welcome to the Bookish Impulses Podcast. I am Kenny. I'm Yasinia. Let's dive on into the episode. Hey, everyone. Hello. Hope you guys are doing well. Mm-hmm. Are you frozen? Like we are? Yeah, we definitely are. <laughs> We're becoming popsicles over here. Um, 13 degrees. Right. Yay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's too early in the year for this cold. Right. Um, so it's Thursday, right? Is it? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's Thursday. We're kind of lost in the days right now. <laughs> um, but it's Thursday, and it's obviously... Two days after Tuesday, and as you guys all know, if you've been listening, Tuesday we um we were supposed to post a a um literal Tuesday episode. Yes. Sorry, there's a little distraction going on with the dog running through the apartment right now, chasing the cat. It's just terrible. But anyway, um. Yeah, literal Tuesdays, but Kenny didn't record one because he kind of over overbooked himself. It's not over for work. It's 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 just fully booked. <laughs> fully booking myself. Uh huh. You know, I'm booked for the month. How many books do you have going? <laughs> Stop it. How many books? Uh, let's count them, Mom. One, two, three, four, five. He has to narrate five books, like record them and edit them. <laughs> yeah. This month. Mm-hmm. And then the random, like, advertisement jobs and whatnot in between. So, he doesn't have time for uh, literal Tuesdays this month. Ah, when you say it like that, though, it sounds so wrong. <laughs> I, I, it's a good problem to have, especially because, you know, I don't get paid for like a whole week in December and a whole week in January. Yeah, true. Like we need the money. Yeah, it's always good when voiceover work picks up. Right, because, like, since I'm not, I'm just a para. I only get paid for like the actual holidays. But not the other days for winter break. Which is ridiculous because it's not like I'm just choosing not to go to work. It's I can't go to work because no one's there. You know? So. But yeah. Anyway. Um, no literal Tuesday. But I am going to talk about the books I've been reading. Um, my Goodreads challenge goal thing... I don't know if I'm going to make it this year. <laughs> She's not going to make it. Looking at that number. So... You're not going to make it. You're going to have to read some shorter books. Right. Which, um, I am at 51 books of 
a goal of 70. Show. <laughs> Her goal was too big. Hey. It was. Hmm. You know you get busy. I know. But still. Should have had a goal like mine. Which was? It was uh, 20, it was Cricket. 24. My goal was 24 books. It was two books a month. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I, I didn't make it. I'll admit that. I got like halfway there. But you should have had like 24. Yeah. No. Then you could have took your time. Last year I made it to 65. Okay. That's because you were spending entire days reading. Like the entire day. From the moment you got up to the moment you went to bed. But you can't do that now. Is there something bad with it? I'm just saying you can't do that now. Things have changed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. But October was a pretty darn good month for me, reading-wise. Like, it's the most books I've been able to read in one month. Like, And these aren't, like, tiny little books. It was... I started these books. I started uh, five books. Yeah, I started five books in October, and I finished them. In October. Um, And those five books were Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children by Ransom Riggs. Really good. Um, I didn't go on to read the second one because I wanted to read other books uh, like the last episode that we did together. I did say that uh, I was trying to read books from my Goodreads list, my currently reading Goodreads list, which wasn't very currently reading because it's books that that list has books that I started in like 2015 2016 years ago but I never finished them so tis, tis. <laughs> says the guy who hasn't touched his goodreads list yet right still tis tis, tis. tis. um so miss peregrine's <clears throat> that one was really good and then I moved on to Cinder from the Lunar Chronicles by Marissa Mayer. Really good, too. It's, I'm pretty sure I mentioned it before. It's like a retelling of Cinderella in like a sci-fi fantasy thing. Which is pretty good. I like it. Um, I also read El Super Zorro. Which is, in English, um, The Fantastic Mr. Fox by Roald Dahl. I actually started reading it because one of the lessons um, that the librarian at one of the middle schools that I work at, um, she was reading it to classes, 6th grade classes, for that week of uh, Roald Dahl's birthday. And... um, and she never finished it. And I was like, I need to know what happened in the end. So I picked it up and started reading it because I needed to know what happened. <laughs> um, but it's pretty good. I mean, it's a Roald Dahl story. You know, it's like... Whoever that is. <laughs> really? Really? <laughs> Not funny. Sorry. <sighs> it was kind of funny. 
whatever. Um, yeah, but it was, it was typical story by him. Um, it was, I felt like it was pretty anticlimactic at the end, but, um, I mean, it's a kid's book, so. It was good. Um, and then I read Dark Matter by Blake Crouch. That was really good. It was, um, uh, mystery, sci-fi, time travel, thriller kind of book. Did I hit it? Yeah, I mean, you wrap it all up in sci-fi. It's all those things. Sci-fi has a has elements from almost every single genre. So, as long as you have some science in it, it's sci-fi. <laughs> so, it was a sci-fi book, basically. Sorry, Mr. English. Let's stop it. Whenever. Let's stop it. Mm-hmm. And then I read Behold the Dreamers by Imbolo Mbue. And that was really good. It was, it's about, um, this family, um, they're from, oh my, it's an African country. <laughs> uh, see, and now, now I'm feeling bad because this is part of the whole thing that they were talking about in the book, which is like, they, they, like, it was like in the perspective of this family. And so they talk about how Americans, like, they'll be like, oh, where are you from? And then they'll say where they're from. And so then Americans will be like, oh, yeah, I know someone who was from, who was in Haiti or someone who was in in Nigeria or someone who was in this one country in Africa and... Or I have a friend that's there now in South Africa. And it's like, and they would say it's like, it's kind of like telling someone who's from the U.S. Like, oh yeah, I know someone who lives in Quebec. It's like, yeah, it's in your same continent, but obviously it's, it doesn't matter. (laughs) Because. It's the same place. Right. And like, even if. The person is from, like, Illinois, like we are, and and you tell them, he's like, if I were to tell them, oh, yeah, I have a friend in Arizona, and the person will look at you like, okay, and? He's like, it's the same thing. When they would, you know, say, oh, I know someone from this place, yeah. which was nowhere near them. Yeah. So now I feel bad because I don't remember where they really were from. Well, with with good or bad intentions, people do tend to just lump all of Africa together. It's just I know Africa, like never they never think about there's a whole bunch of countries in Africa. Right, right, and it's terrible. <laughs> I mean, obviously, people don't don't do it in a mean way. Right, like, they don't have bad intentions with it, but it's like, if we would just take a little more time to be more aware of other people's, other countries, and not just be so self-centered, we would know a little bit more. Um, Because, like, even... I mean, it's easy to educate yourself a little bit. 
about some of the countries in Africa. Right. Uh, like, even, like, even I'll get asked, like, like, oh, do you do this? And, um, or they'll, like, assume that I know about some certain food or some certain tradition that they've heard about, like, anyone and from Mexico. And it's like, and then I'm like, what? I don't know about that. And it's because it's different from every little... It's like states. But those states in Mexico are very different from each other. Like, they have different foods. They have different traditions. They have different holidays to celebrate. Like, it's very different because they come from very different, like, indigenous people. And very different um, settlers that came. Because they had settlers from... From Spain, from Portugal, from different places. And so, you can go to a different state and there's, like, different things that happen there. And so, we don't all know about everything because we just know where we're from. I mean, it's just, like, here, though, if you think about it. Like, yeah, we're a little bit more connected here, like, through social media, through just having family in different parts and, you know, being easier to travel here. Mm -hmm. But... Like, you think about the stark difference between Illinois and Mississippi. Right. Like, it's night and day. <laughs> right. Like, I go down there to, <laughs> when we go visit your family, and I sometimes, most of the time, can't understand what they're saying because they speak so fast. And I'm like, huh? Wait, what? <laughs> All I can do is just smile and nod and be like, uh-huh, if yeah. Y'all, if y'all have ever seen <laughs> King of the Hill, you just think about Boomhauer and then... <laughs> Because that's how a lot of people down south talk. Like, I got lucky, but I still have my moments where I speak fast. <laughs> he does. I, I can't help it. But at the same time, they used to tell me that I speak like I'm from the north. <laughs> and, I, and I come up here and people say, you must be from down south. <laughs> like, I don't fit in anywhere, okay? I'm from nowhere. You're from the middle. I am from the middle, actually. <laughs> north Carolina's pretty the middle. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's a night and day thing. Like you you really and it's just like like I'll tell people when I'm like when I first started working here in Rockford, before you started working here, people would ask me questions and I would tell them, Yeah, my wife's my wife's Latina. And they'd be like, Oh, I know some Latinas over over on uh what you call it? Over on some street here in Rockford and I'm like And <laughs> I don't know them. <laughs> we don't know them. We don't all know each other. Right. <laughs> like, what What are you talking about? Yeah, it's it's like... Yeah, it really doesn't work like that. We don't know each other. Like, <laughs> yeah, we might, you know, look pretty similar. Like, we might speak Spanish. But... But, um... We, we don't... We don't know. Um, but yeah, it was, it's about this, um, this family. It's, um, they come from a country in, in Africa. Sadly, I don't remember where from. Do we still have the book? Or was it a library book? No, we actually have it. It's ours. Um. You want me to go grab it? You know where it is? 
I think it's in the room. We still have books everywhere. Right, we do. On my desk in the room. You keep talking, I'll go look. Okay. Um, so if this family comes over from from this country this country in Africa and they're trying to to pretty much survive here in the States. Um they had green cards but when it's time like for the husband to go back um he is trying to get asylum because he was told that that was the best way to stay in the country and if he didn't want to marry a a um an american and he would have to marry an, an older american if he wanted to um be able to do it and so he decides that his best chance is to just um, apply for asylum. And so they make up this story as to why he needs asylum. But to be honest to me, it seems like his lawyer doesn't even try at all to keep him there. And so... And so stuff happens, and, like, he gets a job with, with this... Wall Street executive and he's just living the life because he's able to you know provide his family with their needs and put his wife through school his wife has a student visa so she's she's okay in the in the immigration standpoint um and she's working really hard to get her education she wants to be a pharmacist and their son is in school, and everything's going great. And then the, the what was it called in 2008? The stock market went down, or whatever. Oh, the stock market crashed? Yeah, that thing. Um, and so, and there were some legal problems with the, with the, company he was his boss was working with and so he ends up like yeah he ends up um losing all of this stuff that he was this great life in America he was chasing the American dream and he's like disheartened he's losing all hope and he ends up having to work in terrible jobs, and he's, like, stressing out because now he can't provide for his family, he can't, um, and not only that, but he also has this legal fight to go through and try to get his citizenship, and so it kind of, it gives you a glimpse into what immigrants come to the United States to look for what in their minds America means to them and how America is such a great place and it can do no harm no evil to anyone and so they're very biased and blindsided by what they think America stands for and then as they stay here and they're struggling and they're fighting to keep those ideals in their in their minds to keep those ideals alive but 
They, um, Cameroon. That's where they were from. Cameroon. I, that's what I thought it was, but I wasn't sure, and I was going to feel bad if I messed it up. <laughs> and well, so, why I went and got the book. Yes. And so, like, it's not just a fight to try to stay in the United States, try to make a living, but it's also to try to keep their hopes and their ideals intact. Um, and their culture and what they believe in. Because it shows, like, the book shows the progression of, like, how being here changes them. Not just, you know, in their physical way or, like, how they're living, but also, like, emotionally. And because they're battling with, like, trying to assimilate and trying to make a life here. And they're also battling with, like, trying to incorporate their culture and their beliefs into their lives, even though it's way different from here. And it also shows how they struggle to try to um, instill those values and ideas into their children. Because obviously, you know, it's hard when what they see is a different way of living every day around them. And so, it's really very eye-opening, I think. Um, I think I, I, like, understood a lot of, not a lot of it, but um, I think quite a bit of it because, you know, my mom always talks to me about how she felt and stuff like that. But, um, I think people should read the book. Like, really, seriously. Like, because there are many different immigrants coming to the U.S. Like, it's not just Mexican immigrants like everyone, you know, tries to pretend on the news and stuff. It's immigrants from all over the place, all over the world. And not a lot of them are... <laughs> are legal. Like, they start off legal by getting, like, a visitor's visa. A uh, um, student visa. Or tourist visa. Or whatever. And But then they overstay. The, past the visa. And yeah, that's that's illegal, I know. But for me, it's more like... It is worth it to know and to hear about, like, their side of, like, what compelled them to stay. Well, staying on topic with this book, I would have a question for people who who hate the idea of people um, coming here and maybe overstaying a visa in order to live in America and eventually become legal. Mm-hmm. Because most people are trying to be legal. In the country, they're not trying to stay illegal, right? So, my my question to them would be, what would you do for your family? So, if you're in a in a messed up situation where, like, your world is, is just dangerous, every right. single day, do you want your kids to live through that, or would you rather do what you have to do, right? And get to America, and if you have to stay illegally for a year or two, or three or four or six, whatever. 
You do what you have to do. Exactly. Which is why he, this family was staying because it went through like you saw the perspective of the of the husband, you saw the perspective of the wife, and their individual reasons for wanting to stay, for wanting to come to the U.S., for wanting to make a life here and leave everything they knew and everyone they knew behind just to give, like, each other and their child a better life. And it's it's heartbreaking, really. Um, Sad that they have to do that. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, those are my five books. Um, I am currently reading The Silver Gate by Kristen Bailey. It's a fantasy, yeah, fantasy book. Um, it might actually be more middle grade-ish. It's kind of her thing. Yeah, well, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I mean, it's really good. Um, it kind of goes, it's like one of those set way back in the day, um, and it's like this, and it's not your typical like fairy tale where like the the princess gets saved by the prince or whatever. <laughs> it's like it's this this um this brother and sister trying to escape their. I guess their dad, their futures, because the girl has a, a, um, a disability, I guess. I mean, it's not a disability. She has some sort of, you know, way back in the day where if kids were born not normal, whatever that is, um, they were thought to be like, like creatures they were thought to be uh, abominations monsters uh of the devil right and that's pretty much what they what they think in this book because it's set so way back and they actually call them changelings that the they say that the fairy queen takes the child that was born and changes them for one a changeling so one of their creatures that is defected or whatever and and changes them for the child because the child was beautiful and like so amazing i guess if like a mom boasts too much about her child her newborn child then the fairy queen will notice and take the child and replace them with a changeling and so they they say that the girl is a changeling and the dad wanted to get rid of her but mom said no and she actually like grabbed her and took her into the woods and hid there and like you know raised her but stuff happens um the brother has to save his sister because dad wants to send her away to 
um, be pretty much a slave to their lord because they're they're like in debt to their lord or whatever and and so she would pretty much be like like a dog trying to like just cleaning up um i guess the when they eat like if bones and food gets dropped on the floor she would have to clean that up and that's pretty much what she would have to eat and she would have to keep the straw or whatever that's there clean and and yeah so she would sleep on the floor and stuff like that and the brothers like no and he takes her and they run away but they're trying to find the silver gate that leads them to the fairy queen's um kingdom well he's not his he that's what he tells his sister so that she would actually follow him and go with him and so she actually that's what she's looking for he is not he's trying to save them and take them far away but yeah stuff happens will they find the silver gate and the fairy queen who knows you might have to read it (laughs) (laughs) again it's called the silver gate by Kristen Bailey but you're currently reading it so you don't even know yet do you not yet. I'm almost done, though. <laughs> Alright, now it's time to walk into spoiler territory. If you haven't read Dark Matter, this is where you stop listening. Dark Matter by Blake Crouch. Because Kenny actually read it this time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he finished it last night and he was, like, yelling and, like, seriously? And I wasn't yelling. I was just loudly speaking. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. It's just, like, my nagging is... is Persistent motivation. Mm-hmm. I was just speaking loudly. Yeah, okay. Uh-huh. Oh, oh my God. Spoilers. Spoiler alert. Okay, proceed. Where do we start? <laughs> You're the one who read it the most recent. So you oh, can go first. But you remember it. Not I, as much as you. This is just a discussion about the book. I'm not giving a review or anything like that. Okay. Cause my review is on Litzy. Uh huh. So. Go to Litzy. Kenneth Toes Jr. on Litzy. Um. I don't know. I I I ended up at the end, not liking, any character, in the story. What? Except. For the son. <laughs> Was Charlie. Charlie. The only character I liked in the whole story. Only one. And he didn't mess up. But he was still the only one that I liked. Yeah, yeah. I was mad at him at the end, but <laughs> but he was the only character I liked. I mean, he was a kid. What? And can't really blame him for what he did. Like he he turned on his cell phone. He has a girlfriend. I mean, come on. <laughs> what they should have done is just taken the damn cell phone. He should have took the cell phone. Should have broke it and threw it in the lake. But he didn't. Yeah. What was the question you wanted to ask? I've been curious ever since I started reading the book. <laughs> you said you wanted to ask me something, and you were going to wait until I finished reading it. I'm ready. Okay, here's the question. You know how in um, original, original, um, Jason came back? Mm-hmm. Afterwards, like, a bunch of other Jasons were showing up? Mm-hmm. How come 
only the one Jason 2 made it back, and other Jason 2s didn't come back as well. So why was Jason 2 the only Jason, Jason 2, two there? Yeah. That did what he did, like chose the path that he chose. Mm. He clearly That's a good question. <laughs> he clearly went into the box to go get right. Diane Daniela. I was gonna call her Diana. <laughs> Daniela. Go get Wonder Woman. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um to go get Daniela. So, so there should have been others that did it. Right. Because it was an infinite number of worlds. Right. And he had a hundred ampules with him. Like, seriously? Only he made it back? Especially if every little decision makes a different path. Right. He should have had a lot more of him showing up, too. Right. That is okay. Here's another one. Because mm. this is a question I've been holding on to. Maybe it got answered in the book and I just don't remember it. Huh. But because your question is impossible. <laughs> <laughs> no, I will never know the answer. You will never know because you're gonna have to ask Blake. Oh jeez. Um. My question is, how did? Jason 1 mm-hmm. end up where Jason 2 wanted him to end up. And Jason 2 got to Daniela. Jason 1 didn't decide where he was going after he was put under the drug. He was unconscious. He didn't decide where he was going. He was just put into the box by Jason 2. Mm-hmm. He showed up where Jason 2 wanted him to show up. I, what I thought with that, because I also was like, how did he get there? But, um, I think that because, um, Jason, the original Jason was blindfolded, he wasn't able to see, and he wasn't able to, to, like, whatever, like, think of where he wanted to go. So, I think Jason... Two actually got in the box with him and thought or whatever of like where he wanted him to go. So then he opened the door and pushed him out and then he closed it back up and went back to the original Jason's world. But my now that you brought it up because I hadn't thought about it like that. I'm gonna have a follow hard, up. My question now is you know how Jason, original Jason and Amanda realized that both of their emotions were were determining where they would end up. Mm-hmm. It would have Jason, original Jason's emotions of like, I'm afraid what the hell's going on would have hindered um, Jason 2's uh, probability of getting there. Mm-hmm. Because so even when you're unconscious, your brain is still working. Like, you're still you're having dreams, you're whatever. Your brain's still working. You're still thinking. Somehow, you're still able to control your thoughts a little bit. Even in a coma, you're still thinking. Yeah, I don't know. So, I don't know. I mean, 
So is... So I guess there, there's like a bunch of possibilities where he didn't make it back to that one, to that place. But it's following, the story is following the one that made it back. (laughs) (laughs) Now I remember what I was going to ask you this morning. Uh And then I'll ask you to follow up to that one because I don't want to forget again because okay. I actually forgot it. How does Jason one know that that's his Daniela if he and all those other Jasons made the same decisions and were all kidnapped by Jason by other Jason twos and made all the same decisions afterwards? Well, that's why they're all fighting for her because they all think that's her their Daniela. But right. So but the Jason that we're following, Jason one he is sure that this is his Daniela, 100%. He's not going to fight anybody about it. This is his Daniela, period. <laughs> he knows it's his Daniela. He knows this is the woman that he left behind. This is his son that he left behind when he was kidnapped. He knows there's no possibility that there's another Daniela out there that's his. <laughs> this is his Daniela. Which, in how the book goes, like how the story goes... It's like the decisions that Jace, Jason too and Daniela and Charlie made after, you know, Jason, original Jason got kidnapped would have made different little branches of that world. So all of those other Jasons could have gotten into all those other branches. Exactly. Time kept going. How did all of them end up in the same one? Time kept going. Right. <laughs> like, it didn't stop. So every decision that was made, a new world was created. A new... It was always replicated. Yeah. So then it's like... There's like a million... like so then you have... An infinite amount of Jasons out there. Right. <laughs> and there's an infinite amount of Jasons that... Are going through the same exact thing. Right. And so... There's no possible way for you to know that that's your world. You have (laughs) no idea. Right. Because out of at least one of those infinite Jasons, one of them made the exact same decisions you made. Right. Like, to the letter. Every single decision you made, they made them too. Right. So if you ended up right back there at the same world, whose world is it? Exactly. May not even be either one of you. Could be somebody else's. Could have been the could have been the crazy one. Right. <laughs> it could have actually been his world. Right, exactly. And so in one of those branches, Jason too got to keep his life. He did. His I guess second life. <laughs> he did. So how do we know that this Jason too isn't the is the Jason two that kidnapped Jason one to begin with? This Jason 2 might not even been the same Jason 2. I mean, you think about it, he had all these ampules to start off. He's drugging up him and, him and what's her name, Amanda? Uh-huh. Drugging up, and they were going to all these different well, worlds. Well, that's, that's original Jason. Original Jason. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Original Jason only had 50, not 100. Jason 2 had when, 100. Well, no, that's what I'm saying, though. I'm saying, like, Jason 2 had already kidnapped him. Mm-hmm. So then... Jason 1 and Amanda are going to all these worlds 
Mm-hmm. How do you know that that one that you landed in just so happened to be the right one? You missed on all these other times, even when you thought it out perfectly. Or so you thought you thought it out perfectly. And you weren't in the right one. You could feel that something was wrong. The street signs, this and that. How do you know that when you showed up, a picture wasn't in the wrong place in the house? Did you look? Mm. He didn't look. He'd never even been to the house (laughs) when he went back. He didn't go inside. He just knew. (laughs) Exactly. But any other time, he didn't just know. He just knew that it wasn't his world because he's had evidence to back it up. Well, for the convenience of the story. <laughs> no, I don't think it's convenience. I think he's an idiot. <laughs> I don't like Jason, and that's the main reason why. Because <laughs> he's an idiot? He's an idiot. He's a very intelligent idiot. <laughs> he's a genius idiot. Mm, poor guy. Because <laughs> it continues into the thing that I was, quote unquote, yelling about last night. <clears throat> When I said, why would you go north after the other Jason that was just sitting with you at the bar said, I'm going north. Why would you take your family and run north with them? And and, and like you said, it might not even played into it. Maybe it was just because Charlie turned on his phone. But why would you do it anyway? You're a genius. Another genius who obviously had just said, I'm going to kill you next time I see you, cuz. Why would you go to where he's going? Why would he... Where you headed? North? All right, bet. See you there. See you when I get there. <laughs> what? It doesn't make any sense. I don't know. And then pandemonium ensues when he gets north. <laughs> Just like I was complaining about before I got to that part. <laughs> and I told you straight up, I was like, even if this doesn't mean anything... It's stupid of him to go north now. <laughs> but I know he's going north. And then I see Wisconsin. What? <laughs> what are you doing? Ugh. It drove me insane. <laughs> I was a little crazy when I went to sleep last night. But I slept like a baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <sighs> yeah, so my question still stands. Why is there only one Jason 2? There isn't just one Jason 2. We just don't know it because Jason 1 was so bent on getting to Jason 2 that he didn't even think there could be more than one Jason 2. So he ended up seeing this Jason 2 who could have been Jason a million. Could have been Jason a million. But Jason 2... Only had one objective. He wanted to steal that life from another Jason. So no matter where he landed, if there was a Jason with a Daniela and the life would seem sort of normal, it was probably a Jason too. And not a regular Jason. (laughs) (laughs) But still, it's like... How is there only one there? Like, more than one is bound to hit that one. That's what I know. It doesn't make any sense. You get all these Jason 1s to come back. Right. Or Jason 1s, I guess you get. They're kind of Jason 1s, if you think about it. They're well, all. I call them original Jason. Going after the same thing. 
Because they're all the ones who got kidnapped. Right. There's hundreds of them. <laughs> right. That would be crazy. But then there's no Jason 2s? Just one? Just that one? Did he kidnap them all? Right. <laughs> Went from world to world trying to figure out which Daniela he loved the most. <laughs> oh, that's messed up. <laughs> oh, man. Well, he had a lot of ampules. Uh, he did. <laughs> Um, he knew how to box work, so he could have easily just went to wherever he wanted to go. Right. But I don't think he did. I think he actually did go to different ones because after he got there and he took Daniela out to eat, he and he explained that there is, like, it's a universe with, like, different possibilities branching out. He's, like, in one... He told her... In one, you had an accident. In, no, in one, we had an accident on our way here. In the other one, we did this and we did that and we're not together. And and to me, it felt like he was just recalling what he saw on his way to her, to that Daniela. Yeah. I mean, I could be wrong, but to me, that's how it felt. But obviously she didn't know, so she, yeah, but Ah. it was a very entertaining story. Like it hooked you when it kept you there. Mm -hmm. Um, It hasn't happened for a while for me. Right. Like he was actually like just cracking up laughing. Even though it was parts where he shouldn't have been because it was kind of. Well, I wasn't laughing because it was funny. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of the times the laughing was, he's such an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) And then he would yell at the book. Oh, no. Loudly talking to it or whatever. But, yeah. So. um, Yeah, it was a good book. If you've read it, let us know what you thought. Do you have an answer to one of those questions? This is a great time for you guys to leave us an audio message on Anchor. Please. It's free. Comment. Say something. Give us an audio message. We want to discuss this book further because we're actually running out of time. We just noticed on the phone that it says the time is near. (laughs) It's getting ready to cut us off. Yeah. But we want to discuss it further. If more questions come up, I'm I'm answering the, I'm asking again in the next episode. Right. Um let us know what you thought about it. If you have any answers to the questions, feel free to let us know. If you're not wanting to leave a message on Anchor, just hit us up on Litzy at least. Mm-hmm. We want to know what you thought. We'll allow and it. do you have any book recommendations that are kind of similar to this book that you think we should read? Um, Kenny's yeah. a huge sci-fi fan. He sure is. Horror as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I like pretty much anything, so, yeah. Um, I think that's it. Is it? Yeah. I don't think we're going to have any literal Tuesday episodes until maybe December. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. I mean, I'm running ahead of schedule right now, but I can't make a promise, so. Yeah, we'll no. We'll see. We need to make sure you get those jobs done, because... I mean, because time isn't really the issue. It's the blowing out the voice box. (laughs) I got to watch how much I talk in a day. That's the thing. Yeah. And your mental health, too. So. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, So, yeah. So, let us know. Talk to us on Litzy. We love to hear about people's 
reading books. Oh yeah. Um any book on this list, like drop some drop some knowledge. You right. Know? Um, so uh I'm let's say we are I am the book addict. Kenny's Kenneth Tolls Junior. Yeah. So <laughs> um As well as Instagram. Mm-hmm. So hit us up. Let us know what you think. Um, talk to you later. Bye-bye. And, as always, keep calm and read on. See you next time. Laters. Bye.